see it, friends, and welcome to The World Transformed. Tonight we're talking about aliens and uncertainty. My name is Phil Bowermaster, and with me in the virtual studio is my co-host, Stephen Gordon. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Phil. How are you? Well, I am super fantastic. Happy Friday. How are you, my friend? Man, doing great. Got to the end of this week. Uh, but, you know, this is this is sort of a holiday week uh, week for myself and and uh, we we uh, took some time off this week, uh, my my entire business, and I uh, hope you had had some time off as well to enjoy it. It's been a it's been a fun week. It, it it's the worst day to have Fourth of July on. Right, right. You, you want really to connect Fourth of July with a weekend. You really yeah. do. And uh, and it fell on a Wednesday this year. So, but the good side to that was we we then were saying on Monday and Tuesday it was kind of like, well, this doesn't really count because we're almost to the fourth. And then after the fourth it's kind of like well this doesn't really count because it was, these are the two days after the fourth you know so the, the whole week kind of becomes a big mulligan right but it's not quite a week off but it's not quite no. a work week I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure what you do with that but i got a question <laughs> for you Stephen. or i don't know if it's a statement uh, perhaps it's a it's a declaration aliens wtf Am I right? Hello. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 WTF either way, right? If there's no aliens, well, what's up with that? And if we're surrounded by aliens, then you know, all bets are off. So maybe this uncertainty is a good place to be with aliens. You know, we maybe we don't want to have aliens camped out on our doorstep. This business of of not knowing is might might be the best best possible solution for us. Or if the only way we're ever going to know for sure is like Independence Day, then we're a lot better off not knowing, right? That's, <laughs> True. Yes. That's we don't sure. want the, the Independence Day scenario, not a good one. And uh, although that movie ended well, uh, I, I think the weakest thing about that movie is the resolution. The Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it ended well after a good a substantial portion of the, spoilers for Independence Day by the way but after a substantial portion of the human population was destroyed right so i mean it's like right. well, it's a pretty happy ending but we, because we weren't all destroyed but anyway those yeah. people had no doubt they know that aliens exist so their uncertainty was was cleared up so this is this is kind of the case in point about you know sometimes maybe you're better off just being in a state of uncertainty aren't you so we got a couple three stories here around the question of aliens and some are more scientific and some are less scientific this we talk about aliens mostly from the standpoint of is astronomy going to lead us to discover aliens are we going to find a signal out there are we going to find an astronomical anomaly that turns out to be evidence of an alien civilization ufos is not something we talk about all that much back when we were fast forward radio we used to do tales of the paranormal and once in a while we would get a really juicy ufo story and talk about it primarily for entertainment purposes but something interesting that's happened over the last couple three years is there has been kind of a revival of interest in ufos as a serious subject for inquiry there have been a number of official government documents or videos released, both both from the U.S. government and from other sources, that show really strange anomalous things occurring and that make the case that people really are seeing things, and this happens more often than you think, and nothing much happens with it. People see a weird thing in the sky, they note it, and then... It's over, right? No one, no one says anything else about it, and the story gets buried until, until the next time you hear about it. So, what's going on there? Is, is the planet just 
constantly being visited by extraterrestrials to the point where a lot of people have seen it, but we don't talk about it because it's not considered scientifically serious and, and it's embarrassing to think about? Or is this just a huge delusion of some kind? Is this, is this some, kind of, some kind of major mass delusion? Is it something like a present tense version of the Mandela effect, where maybe our, as we suggested in a recent show, maybe our brains are playing a, a trick on us or, or something like that? Well, here we got this article here. Are we alone? The question is worthy of serious scientific study. And one of the points that the author here makes is that, yes, there's all this newly declassified information, but anecdotes aren't scientifically helpful. And he's calling for a thorough, let's go for it, let's do a serious scientific investigation and see if there are indeed extraterrestrial craft visiting the Earth. So, I don't know, I I don't have any problem with that at all, right? What downside could there be to to investigating it scientifically, right? Putting funds behind it and and seeing if that's the case. Is that, is that a crazy idea, or is that a good idea? What do you think, Stephen? It's, I think it's a good idea. Now, there's some risk to the scientists that choose to do it, um, professional risk. And I, I think that that's probably been a barrier to, to having a thorough study like this before, is that, I mean, you've got to entertain this crazy possibility, quote, crazy possibility, right, that, uh, before you can actually investigate it properly. You can't have already decided that it's bunk or that it's true before you entertain a study like this, right? You need to really go into it with kind of an open mind. And just the showing of an open mind as a scientist on something, you know, kind of wacky like this, it could be potentially professionally dangerous to someone. So I wish these guys well. Hope we have some good, brave scientists that will will take this on and uh, do a thorough job, and uh, that I think that would be helpful. I think it would be a uh, great there, thing to do. Is there some way to do science anonymously, right? Is there some way to do science <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without, without people knowing you're doing it? One, one of the things he cites in this article is very interesting. I'd never heard of this before. I guess back in the 70s, about 40 years ago, an astronomer did a survey of his fellow astronomers and asked them if they'd ever seen anything. Asked them, have you ever seen anything weird? Have you ever seen a UFO? And Lo and behold, about 5% of them had a really weird story to tell, which is actually in line with the overall population. I guess about 5% of the people say they've seen a UFO. So astronomers, trained professionals looking at the sky, see UFOs at about the same rate as everyone else. And ask if they thought, is this something we should investigate? Is this something we should look for? For, it was like 40% of them said, yeah, we should definitely do scientific investigation. Well, this is decades old, you know, so right. it could be that, that today you'd have fewer saying they'd seen something. Maybe you'd have more. Who knows? Uh, but you, I suspect you'd have fewer saying we should research it, which is unfortunate. I think, I, I think if it was worth looking into, then it's probably worth looking into now, although maybe not, because we've got this other story well, here that you, that you added to the notes, Stephen. What's, what's up with that? Well, in 2014, uh, the sightings of UFOs peaked and mm-hmm. then dropped precipitously. I mean, it's like it looks like a uh, hits us high and then like it bottoms out. And we, we're we're continuing to as a society, as as a world, a planet, we are continuing to see UFOs, but it's sort of like uh, sunspots that kind of gone away. <laughs> you know, uh, at least for at least for right now, we are not, we are not seeing them in the numbers that we saw back in 2014. And I do have a theory. 
we have screen addiction. Instead of looking up, we're looking at our cell phones. So we don't, we don't, you know, we could have a, a UFO right above us. And unless they're in the background as we take a selfie, we're just not going to see it. So <laughs> that's right. You're presenting that as a joke, but that makes perfect sense. People don't yeah. look at the sky as often as they used to because they've got their phones to look at. So if, yeah. so, wow. So the alien craft are still there. There might even be more of them, right? But we're not seeing them because, in fact, that's why the aliens invented smartphones, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's just keep us, keep us looking at them while, uh, while they take over, yeah. To distract us from looking at the night sky and knowing that they're, that they're up there, that they're up there doing their stuff. Well, and there you go. That's another. If that, if there is anything to that at all, Stephen, there's another great example of kind of these deep behavioral changes that have been brought about by these technologies that drive everything we do. We've talked about how social media has changed the world so much, and how smartphones have changed the world so much. It's like maybe we're not seeing UFOs anymore because we're not looking for them anymore because we're looking at our smartphones. It's just amazing. That's a that's an astounding thought. <laughs> Well, better that than they've quit coming, right? Because if you look at 2014, that's right around the time that suddenly we were hearing that there's actually a whole lot of U.S. government footage, a whole lot of U.S. government reports that bear looking at, that there, there, are, a lot of, there, there are a lot of these incidents that probably have never been explained, and a lot of people who stand by the fact that they have seen something very strange in the sky. So suddenly that news breaks and then people stop seeing UFOs. That would be strange too, right? It's like, well, suddenly the aliens are like, ah, they're onto us, right? We gotta we gotta be cool, we gotta lay low. And they and they stop and they stop doing what they're doing. Or we're looking at our smartphones. Or how about this one? There never were any aliens, right? <laughs> and we've stopped seeing them because there was nothing to see. So we've got this. We may be all alone in the known universe, a new Oxford study suggests. And our good friend Anders Sandberg, who's been on the show before, the Future of Humanity Institute, was part of this report, as was K. Eric Drexler, the founder of nanotechnology, was a part of this report. And basically, it's a technical argument, and I won't try to reproduce it here, but they show that we've probably just been doing the Drake equation wrong. If you're familiar with the Drake equation, that is a set of formulas intended to tell us how likely it is that there's life out there in the universe and that the probability is that there's just nothing there. The probability is that we are alone in the galaxy and that we are alone in the universe. And these are not... Uh, I, I, let me just take a second and just you know, uh, put out the, uh, the unknowns in the Drake equation. Okay. Um, average rate of star formation in our galaxy is one unknown. Fraction of formed stars that have uh, planets... Uh, the, uh, four stars that have planets, the average number of planets that could potentially support life, the fraction of those planets that actually develop life, the fraction of planets uh, bearing the life on which intelligent civilized life has developed, and the fraction of those civil, uh, civilizations that have developed communications are technologies that release detectable signs into space, and the length of time over which those civilizations uh, release detectable signals. So that's a lot of things you know, that we need to know in order to plug into the Drake equation. And so, you know, depending on what numbers you decide should be plugged in, you know, you could, you could have something uh, showing that, hey, we're the only civilization in the universe if you plug in some, a certain set of values, or you could plug in values, um, you know, more like Carl Sagan's values that he plugged in and uh, 
you know, there's there's civilizations everywhere. You know, we're surrounded by civilization. Right. But uh, right. it just it just depends on what numbers you plug in. And and we have learned a few things since Drake made this famous equation. You know, we we know now that pretty much if you see a star, you're gonna there's gonna be planets. Right. The we planets that, are there. But other than that, we we still have, we're still clueless about a lot of this or most of this. So, anyway, that's uh, interesting stuff. Well, here's here's what they say in the report. This is this is a this is a wonderful quote here. This conclusion does not mean that we are alone in our galaxy or observable universe. Just that this is very scientifically plausible and should not surprise us. It is a statement about our state of knowledge rather than a new measurement. So I think that is beautiful because there's your uncertainty right there, okay? Right. There's, your, there's your I don't know the answer, which I think is the right approach for this. Whether you're inclined to think that UFOs are real or whether you're inclined to think that we're probably alone in the universe, that is the tack to take, okay? They're not ruling it out, which we did a show about what can we not rule out, a few weeks ago. And I think this is, this is one. We can't rule out that UFOs may be real. There's a lot of reasons to be skeptical about a lot of UFO sightings, and there's a lot of skept- reasons to be skeptical about what you might call UFO culture in general, for sure, right? But you can't actually rule out that aliens have visited this planet. It's, it's not something that you can completely exclude. Nor can you exclude the possibility that we may be the one lone civilization in this entire galaxy. Those are both real possibilities, and we don't have sufficient knowledge to make a declaration one way or the other on those things. We have, yep. we, we have interesting evidence, and we have interesting arguments on one side and on the other side, and it's worth looking at, and it's worth talking about. And I guarantee you, as long as we're doing podcasts, we're going we're gonna to continue to say, we're not saying it's aliens, but hey. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just going to throw my gut feeling. I, I'm, I'm, I'm completely down with the uncertainty thing, but let me throw my gut feeling out there. Okay, I think go. that we are among. I think that our civilization is among the first in this in this galaxy. And why do I think that? Because rocky planets are kind of a new thing to the Milky Way. Right. Uh, I, this generation of stars that included our star is, uh, is kind of a new thing. And life showed up on this planet about as soon as it could possibly have shown up. It was still a hot planet when, when life showed up. So, yeah, I think there's, there's, a, there's a chance we're among the first, which is a good we, place we, to We be might be world. among the first. So then, not that you have to have an answer to this, but what do you make yeah. of anomalous UFO sightings, the ones from credible sources where there seem to be some evidence of them? What, what do you do with that? I, I think uh, there's... Uh, I think it's probably bunk, but if it's not bunk, then uh, that there's another civilization that's among the first, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say among the first, I'm not saying we're the the first. That that would be uh, an incredible lottery win right there, right? I mean, it's a big galaxy, and uh, I, I, it would be very surprising if we were the first. But uh, I think we're among the first. So. Well, to 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 me, the answer is, and I'm I'm with you. I think we might we might be the first. Or there might be much older ones because life developed differently than we thought. You know, I, you can't rule that out either, that we're, right. we're like a, a latecomer to civilization and that everyone has transcended. I mean, there's, there's so many interesting possibilities around this. But I look at that and I say, you know, there is this leap that people make from unaccountable light in the sky to extraterrestrial civilization that there is no justification for whatsoever, right? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I think that... 
it's entirely possible that the Navy's got some interesting radar footage of something weird in the sky. It's entirely possible that astronauts and astronomers and other people have seen strange things in the sky. It's not bunk that they've seen something. There's something weird right. in the sky. The, fa- the, the notion that that proves that our planet has been visited by an extraterrestrial civilization is like this, there's your ideology right there. I mean, there's your like narrative that just comes along for the ride. And it, there's, no, there's no reason necessarily to think that's the case. They could be aircraft. They could be a natural phenomenon that we have no idea what it is. They could be, they, they could be a, a particular kind of optical glitch. There's so many different possible explanations where, yes, people actually really are seeing something, but no, we're not being visited by extraterrestrials. And that doesn't get much. Well, you know, the very the very beginning of the uh, of you know, basically the modern UFO uh, era is Roswell, right? Yep. Um, yep. And uh, and and what almost certainly happened there is that we had a spy balloon that came down, and right. the official explanation, at least for a couple of days, was, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, an alien craft." <laughs> Anything but to say what it really was, right? Right. And. Right. Uh, and uh, of course, then after that, they said, "No, no, no, it was, not, it, was it was a weather balloon or whatever." They they well, uh, they they backed off of the alien explanation because they knew that that was problematic. But uh, you know, that's probably almost certainly it was a spy balloon. They were launching those things back then, and they get it up into the uh, jet stream, and it would it could take some pictures over uh, Soviet the Soviet Union, and they could do that before they could do a spy satellites. And then, so they were doing a lot of that back then. Well, I'm just so. going to save a YouTube comment or the trouble here, Stephen, and point out that there are eyewitnesses to alien bodies, okay, in Roswell. So, <laughs> okay, all right. You, know, <laughs> you got me. You got way me. Way to drink the so. government Kool-Aid, or perhaps who's paying you to say this, I guess, is the other question. <laughs> well, I, uh, they, they've been slow on the checks here recently, so they, need to, they really need to... <laughs> Stephen's <laughs> shilling for the military-industrial complex to keep this whole thing quiet, that we've had alien <laughs> intelligence right. for, Absolutely. for years. Yeah. I, I, I could definitely uh, be bought, but uh, man, they've been slow on the checks. But anyway, yeah. and that and that stuff is so entertaining and it's so much fun, but it doesn't necessarily follow. So it's entirely possible that Anders and and Eric and the rest of them are right, and that we're alone. And it's entirely possible that people really are seeing something. Those two things can go together in a lot of different ways that we haven't right. that we haven't put together yet. It's also possible that we're not alone and that aliens have visited. Everything's on the board right now, okay? That's the, that's the thing. We don't have to give everything equal credibility. And, for example, although there are eyewitnesses, I don't believe there were any alien bodies. I don't think an alien right. autopsy took place. If that makes me a bad person, there is a comment section here on YouTube. Please let me know. <laughs> lay, lay, lay it on me. That will be, I'm sure that will be explained to you. But, uh, and when I say yeah, I don't hey, believe uh, them, I, I just think those explanations are very unlikely. I can't rule them out completely. I just think it's not likely, right? I think there are, there, are, there are more likely things that probably deal with the uncertainty better. I'm sorry, Stephen, what were you going to say? Well, I was, I was reminded about these uh, scientists that have some, they basically uh, put something on the line when they investigate something that's a little weird. Yep. And I was reminded of a, a professor that I, I don't recall where I read this, but it was, a, it was a professor that was responding to something like a flat earth question or something like that and said, look, I could spend my career attempting to prove to flat earthers that the earth is round, or I right. could do something useful with my life, right? right. I, I don't want to spend my career doing something that's off the wall. Now, 
would I put the, this question in the same league with the flat earth? No, not at all. I think there really is some uncertainty. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it, but this will take some professional courage uh, yeah. for scientists to take on uh, because there are going to be those that would attack them as saying you are wasting your time and, right. your, and your talents on, on a question that's silly. And, and, and in um, fact, you know, especially if they find something. If, yeah, they, if, exactly. if they look into it and, and they come back and say, yeah, there's really nothing there, then they'll be lauded, right? Thank you for right, doing the right. scientific research. But if they find something, then they're in a lot of trouble. I mean, it's going to be <laughs> – that, that, will, that will be painful. And that's just how it works with uncertainty. Uh, I, I, yeah. think that, I think that there's probably a few that, that might take the risk. They might get written off then as not being real scientists anymore, which is kind of, kind of ironic and sad. But, uh, but, but I, hope, I hope people keep poking at it. I hope we keep looking at it because I think I, I think there may be interesting discoveries to be had there that we're not expecting that right. maybe don't speak to aliens, but maybe speak to something that we hadn't even thought about before. And, you know, speaking of things Absolutely. we haven't thought about before, uh, we're going to be back again next week with three brand new shows. And I have no oh, idea what we're going to be talking about. Do you? <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, but that's, I, you know, that's, that, that makes it fun for us, too. Um, hey, do we have a minute to, to geek out just real quick on a couple of Well, things? we've already gone long, so yes, we've got all the time in the well, world. Might as well, right? I enjoyed Batman Ninja. I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed that uh, over last weekend. It's uh, uh, an animated show. It's uh, you could anime. You could call it anime because it's full-on Japanese production. Uh, basically, they, you know, they gave uh, you know a, a Japanese uh, company the right to you know use the Batman character and go wherever it is you want to go with him. And uh, man, that produced a fun and, and, and fresh take on. Uh, on the Bat- Batman mythos, I enjoyed it. Batman Ninja. So Batman is he's he's Japanese. He's not Bruce Wayne. Then he's some Japanese. Well, guy, he, no, he it starts it starts in normal Gotham, normal Batman, normal Batman bad guys, right? And mm-hmm. uh, but it becomes a time travel story. Um, oh. And uh, so Batman, Alfred, some of the bat and some of the other Batman allies, plus a good portion of the Rogues Gallery, are all transported to feudal Japan. Now they show up at diff- they show up at different times. And so the bad guys show up before the good guys primarily and so they 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 each set up their own little kingdom in different portions of Japan. And so you've got uh, feudal lords of uh, Joker and Two-Face and and things like that. So Batman shows up and he sees what they're doing to Japan and he basically goes full on shogun on them and it's and it's fun. I mean, it's very fun. And of course, mechas are involved. You know, you can count well, on that. Well, naturally, they would be. Yes. It's weird. It's fun, and it's worth uh, it's worth taking a look if you are an anime uh, fan or a Batman fan. Now, I was this a comic originally, or, or you say it originated as a as a movie? It started out as a movie. I don't know. You know what? You know, I, back in the '90s, be, DC was doing these Else Worlds, and I know they did stories kind of like that, where Batman only it was in medieval times, right? Or uh, Superman in a very different setting. So I wonder if there was if there was a comic that was drawn from, or if they just from whole cloth created this new story. It sounds really cool. Either way, it it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, also, Ready Player One's out on Blu-ray and streaming. And uh, Phil, did you ever get around to seeing Ready, Ready Player One? Not yet. Nope. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it when you do. Um, I, I I love the novel and. I, it's a loose adaptation of the novel. You can't you yeah. just, you know, you just couldn't do a full-on adaptation. You can't get all the IPs together. 
You just can't. I mean, it had been it had been impossible. So they they did they did a a loose adaptation when they made the film, and I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. In some ways, I, I think I enjoyed it a little better than the novel. So, well, um, I look forward to seeing the movie. I on reflection, my moral problems with the book have only amplified over time, right? That uh, Well, the way – I know the one moral problem you had was, uh, you know, our, our, our hero kind of just gives up on trying to save anybody. I think which, when, the way it's presented in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the book – I mean, excuse me, in the movie, I mean, there was no saving anybody. The, the particular uh, scene that you're, you're, you're thinking about, he just had to get out of there. I mean, because there was there there was no chance of anyone surviving what he witnessed. Right. And he he just needed to get out of there. So, and he did what, and he did right under those circumstances. It's not really presented that way in the book, and so I think that's an improvement the movie makes. Well, it is because in the book it never even occurs to him, right, that he might try to uh, save himself anymore. up to save other people. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like right. that's nowhere on his yeah. radar. I'm sorry, these are all spoilers for the book Ready Player One. And I had a real problem with that. And the more I thought about it, the less I liked that The less character. you like it. Well, I, I think if you uh, watch the movie, you'll, you'll go, oh, well, if that's the case. Uh, there's, there was chances to, um, to polish up the story when they made the movie, and they took them, and they did it. And I, I, I thought that it was, it was pretty good. So. Well, hey, while we're geeking out, I saw that The Last Jedi is now on Netflix, Stephen. So I want you to, you know, take a day, <laughs> calm yourself. Get off all your stuff and just give it a give it a give it a watch, right? And see if... <laughs> my, my kids are like, you know, they just want me to stay away from it. <laughs> you know, well, I, 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 look, I don't want to cause I, any trouble I, I, at home. I, yeah, that's I right. To... Uh, my, my my kids are like, uh, you know what, uh, Dad, you just need to stop watching YouTube videos about it. You need to stop obsessing over it. This does you no good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotcha. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry I brought it up. We'll just, <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll forget. Uh, we'll forget the whole thing. The more I think about the movie, the worse I uh, the worse I uh, feel about it. So, uh, you know, well, that's I'm why I think you, you're thinking about it too much. You just watch it again, right? Uh, and, yeah. and maybe maybe you'll land somewhere <laughs> in between when you like it and your hatred that you have of it now. You might find there's more to like about it than than you're uh, than you're thinking. But <laughs> or I might more, I, come I to might think find more to dislike. So you I might. don't know. Maybe I, yeah. yeah. But it's too risky. Let's just forget the whole thing. There's there's lots of yeah. I, I, that's the thing. I, I, there's there's more to life. There's sure. plenty of other content to be consumed out there. All right, man. Well, we've gone very long, but hey, thanks for sticking with us, folks. It's been a fun week. We are going to be back next week with three brand new shows. And until next time, live to see it. 